Hi, this is Rick Thompson, the pastor at Living Water Community Church. This is our podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message builds your faith and blesses you. Please enjoy it. We want to give you a brief overview along with the songs that they did this week. We want to give you a brief overview of what they kind of covered this week. This year, we were asking the surfers and the beachgoers to recognize God in creation. And so on day one, and if you don't have an outline or fill in, and if you're watching online, you can, you can download it digitally. We have a little fancy thing where you can do the QR codes. But here's your fill in. In day one, we learned that God made everything with a purpose. God made everything with a purpose, especially people. Someone say, especially people. Now, what ultimately was that purpose, you might ask? Well, we were, we were created by God to show the world who he is, to be a reflection of his love and his attributes to a world around us. He, he gave us all these characteristics and abilities ultimately to show us and the world who he is. Now, we saw that in Genesis 1 and 2. When you get a chance, break open your Bibles. Genesis 1 and 2, it's the creation story. And, and, but it also reiterates it in other parts of the Bible. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to do what? So say it out loud. To do what? To fulfill whose good purpose? His good purpose. God is working in you to fulfill his good purpose. Where? Say on this earth. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's what? Masterpiece. Have you ever thought of yourself as a masterpiece, a Rembrandt, a Picasso? In other words, God doesn't make junk, and you're not an accident. You are God's masterpiece. But it goes on to say, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can sit in the pew on Sundays only. Is that what it says? What does it say? So that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Turn to someone and say, God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. 1 Corinthians 3, 8 and 9 says that the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are God's co-workers in God's service. You are God's fields and God's building. And so that's what we tried to instill in them this week. There, There are no accidents. God has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us. And that purpose, listen to me, can be found in Jesus Christ. The young people are going to come up and lead you and make a move. Let's get two from each group. Come on up here. Let's sing that song. Help me God to see what you see. Stand up. Stand up and you do it with them. Come on. Come on. Participate. In me. I've decided I can stand still, no, you have given me purpose, all my, all my heart is yours, all my, all my life is yours, I will, I will make a move for you, for you. Yours, all my, all my life is yours. 
call to serve you. Serve you. You have given me a job to do. I wanna love the world just like you. Yeah. You have given me purpose. All my, all my heart is yours. Good job. Now say day two. Day two, we ask the question, what makes Jesus worth following? What makes Jesus worth following? We ask that because, quite frankly, there's a lot of things that our kids are following today. They've got the celebrities. They've got influencers. They've got athletes and actors, YouTubers. I call it the, the YouTube. And they have their friends. And unfortunately, they're... they're Every single one of them aren't always good um, influences on our kids. They're just not. And so we challenge them with the question, how do we know if we're following someone who's worth being followed? How do you know that? And the answer is, and we told them, you've got to become fruit testers. Fruit testers. Now, what's a fruit tester? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 16, he says, you can identify them by their, help me out somebody, by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces what? Good fruit. Good fruit. And a bad tree produces? Bad a good tree can produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. We just did it with our mango tree just the other day. The fruit wasn't good. We chopped it down. It says, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, watch this, you can identify people by their actions, by what they do. So basically, what is he saying? He says, watch what they produce in their life. Watch the things that they say. And if it ain't good that the stuff coming out their mouth and the things that they are producing, don't follow them. Jesus and his followers produced good fruit, and so we encourage them that if you're looking for someone to follow, follow Jesus. Amen? Listen to the young people do their next song, I'll run to you. Give me two from each group, two from each group, two from each group, don't let me call you up here, two from each group, come on, I want the middle and the high schoolers up here too, two Let's stand up. God, I turn Come along and sing with them. 
and you need a solution, instead of running to Oprah, run to Jesus. Amen? The kids had a blast this week. Okay, so day three. Say day three. Just so you know, we didn't do seven days. We only did four days, so we're almost done. (laughs) We discovered not only can we trust Jesus for our purpose and the ability to discern and produce fruit, but he also has a plan 
a plan for our lives. And I want you to write this down. We can trust Jesus with our very lives. Now, we ask the question, how is Jesus? You see all these things, these, these, these little rings, these uh, um, lifesaver rings? How is Jesus like a lifesaver, a lifeguard at the beach? Well, that's where the love of God really shows up. Because the scripture says 2,000 years ago there was a death, a burial, and a resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's when he came to, to earth sort of like a lifeguard or coast guard and he was sent out not to rescue himself. He, he wasn't in trouble. He came to rescue a, a, a world that was dying. Again, who did he rescue? Someone say he rescued us. It was us. That's where John 3.16 came in. We, we talked about it. It was John 3.16. It says, for this is how God loved the world. If you want to know the, the love of God, this is how he loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone, who's excluded from the love of God? Say no one. So that everyone who believes in him, it says, will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. Now, we become judgmental. We look down at our nose. But Jesus says, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to save. Romans 5.8 says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. One translation says, while we were still enemies of God, God demonstrated his love by sending his, sending his son. He didn't wait for us to get our act together. He didn't wait for us to, to, to start doing everything right. He says, I love you so much, I'm going to send my son, regardless of the fact of whether you love me or not, I'm going to show you that I love you. I heard an old story about a kid who went to his dad, and he said, Dad, I have a question. How much does God love us? And in response, the, son, the, the father looked at the son, and he said, Son, he loved us this much. And he stretched out both his hands. And he died. He loves you to death. For God so loved you that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Young people, come and sing the song, Love Like You. Two from each group, please. So
Amazing worship leaders are the children. Last day, say last day. Last day, we learned that God can help us change. God can help us. It's not something you can do on your own. You need Jesus. You need the presence of the Holy Spirit. God can help us change. Not only does he want us to be fruit inspectors, he, want us, he wants us to be fruit producers. In Galatians 5.22, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and what? And self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, watch this, have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his, to his cross and crucified them there. And since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading where? In every part of our lives. If we're falling short in any part of those areas, we can go to God and ask him, help me, Lord, to become more patient or to become more loving or become more kind. Help me, Lord, to practice self-control. God doesn't just want us to be fruit testers. He wants us to be fruit producers. Romans 12, 2. Love this verse. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world but let God transform you into what? A new person. And how does he do it? By? By changing the way you think. Some of us are steeped in the world's thinking, and it's stinking thinking. You've embraced stuff that's only going to hurt you in the end. And so the Bible says this is how God does it. He says, first of all, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Jesus says in the last day, they're going to call good evil and evil good. In other words, what the Bible says is good, they're going to say it's evil. And what the Bible says is evil, they're going to say it's good. The Bible says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you. And how does he do that? Into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Anybody interested in knowing God's will? I know I do. Which is good and pleasing and perfect. God's got a plan for you. Amen? Amen. Now, how do we become fruit producers? Listen, it starts by coming to Jesus first. We started with the young people. When Jesus walked the earth 2,000 years ago, it says that many of the parents were bringing the children to Jesus to bless them, right? We're going to have a, 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 a dedication at the end of the service. But he brought them to Jesus to bless them, and the disciples were, were shooing them away. Don't bring, the, don't bring the kids. And Jesus openly rebuked his disciples. He says, don't prevent the children from coming to me. Amen? Amen? Because the kingdom of God is made up of these. And so... This week, we shared the gospel with the children, and 28 of them said, I want Jesus in my life. Come on, somebody. They commit their lives to Jesus. Now, why do we do that? Because we know statistically that if a person's going to come to the Lord, 90% are 
as much as 90% of the people who come to Jesus come before they're 18 years old. And that decision stays with them for the rest of their life. I came at 16 when I first heard the gospel. I'm 50 years old now. And I'm still following hard after him. Amen? And so it's important. But it doesn't matter when you come, just that you come. Amen? It doesn't matter how you got there, it's just that you get there. And so with that, we wanted to give everyone an opportunity to come to Jesus as well. To allow him to make you not just a fruit tester, but a fruit producer. You cannot do it by yourself. It only happens with the power of God in our lives. And it only comes when we acknowledge that Jesus is who he says he is. He's the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He loves you so much that he that he gave his life for you. He didn't die for his own sins. He had none. The scripture actually calls him the sacrificial lamb, a sacrifice. He paid a price he didn't owe so that you and I can have a personal relationship with the Father so that my sins and your sins can be forgiven. Do we sin? The Bible says the person who says they don't sin is a liar and the truth is not in him. Who always does what's right? I don't know anyone that always does what's right. Always honors your parents. Always tells the truth. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. What we deserve, the scripture says, the wages for sin is death. That's what we deserve. And the death it's talking about is not a physical death. We all die physically. It's talking about eternal separation from the Father. That's the second death, and that's way worse because we all have an eternal soul that's going to live forever somewhere, and the choice is yours. You can either say yes to the grace of God that's been, and the love of God that's been poured out to you through Jesus Christ, or you can reject it and say, I got this. And the Bible says at some point we will all stand before the Father, and you will either stand before the Father completely forgiven of your sins because of what Jesus did, or you're going to stand before the the Father uh, uh, draped in your own sins, and you will get just what you deserve for the sins that are in your life. Because the scripture says he's the judge of both the living and the dead. Now, for me, it's a no-brainer. If someone else was willing to pay for my sins, the only thing I have to say is thank you. Amen? is thank you. Thank you, Father, for sending your son to die on my behalf so that I can have entrance and fellowship with you forever. For God so loved Pastor Rick that he gave his one and only son that if I believe in him, I won't perish, but I will have eternal life. For God so loved, say your name. Say it out loud. For God so loved that he gave his one and only son. You want to know what God's love looks like? It looks like Jesus. That if you believe in him, put your trust in him and him alone, repent of your sins, stop doing things your own way, call sin, sin, ask him to forgive you, to come into your life, to come into your heart. He says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you, and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Listen, we're coming to the close. 
And I want to give everyone an opportunity to do what the young people did this week. That's the way everyone that bow their heads and close their eyes. If that's you today and God is dealing with you, every head bow and every eye close. Say something like this. Heavenly Father, I admit that I am a sinner. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I believe that Jesus is God's son, that he came to earth, sent by you to die on my behalf. And today, I confess my faith in him and him alone for my salvation. Thank you for dying, three days later rising from the dead. And because you live, I will live as well. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you said that prayer with me and you meant it, slip up your hands right now, right now. I pray to receive Jesus today. Just put your hands up. God sees. See your hands. See your hands. Hands going up all over the place. See your hand. God, God sees your hand as well. If you're listening online, God sees your hand. You just put it, put it up. God sees your hand. And the authority of God's word. Today, the Bible says you become a brand new person in Christ. And if you would submit yourself to the process, he will start to change your stinking thinking, my stinking thinking, and you will start to see the will and the plans and the purposes of God. Allow God to change your mind in areas that matter so you can have his good, pleasing, and perfect will for your life. You can put your hands down. Look up at me just one moment. To God be the glory, amen? God is good. Now, if you were one of the many that raised your hands, let me encourage you. We want to celebrate with you. If you would take the moment, and in your pews, there's a, let's get acquainted. Say, I prayed to receive Jesus. I recommitted my life to Christ today. Um, we want to get you something in the mail in terms of helping you with your spiritual journey. If you're listening online, you can put it in the chat. You can contact us um, via our website, but we want to celebrate with you of this new commitment. It's not a one and done thing. It's a lifetime commitment, amen? And if you would stick with Jesus, he will change your life for the better, amen? Thank you so very much for listening to this message. We hope you were truly blessed. If you were, please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and share it with a friend. Doing so will cause the seeds of God's word and the message of his love to spread like wildfire. So thanks again for partnering with us in this important way. Stay thirsty for Christ, my friends, until the whole world hears. God bless.